Hello and welcome to Women on the Line, a national women's current affairs program providing a gender analysis of contemporary issues from Australia and internationally. I'm Giselle Hanna. Today on Women on the Line, highlights from the Melbourne Invasion Day rally. The 26th of January 2018 saw some of the biggest rallies across Australia in solidarity, defence and struggle with Aboriginal people. In Melbourne, the rally organisers were young black women from a group called the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance. They organised a lineup of incredible black women to address the crowd, and we feature those voices today. You'll hear the following voices in this order. Arnie Jenny Munro, Gwenda Stanley, Aretha Brown, Ruby and Celeste Little. Thank you, everybody. I'm too old to even try and climb on this truck anymore, so um, I'll stay on the ground, firmly um, embedded in in the ground and the and the culture that we all um, believe in. Um, I was down here. I don't know um, if many of you people know, but yesterday. Um, this community also buried a legend too, and that was the reason that I came down here, to pay my respects to a man that cast a very big shadow over this community and this country. So I would ask firstly that we have a minute silence for a legend from your community, Uncle Gilla McGuinness, please. And thank you, Melbourne, for conceiving and, and having a legend like that man who lived and walked and talked amongst you for so long. He's somebody whose name will now go down in our annals of history as a hero and a legend of our movement. Gilla broadcast our heart, our soul to this country many times when he spoke the truth in the jails, on his programs, his interviews that he came all the way to Brisbane, Sydney, Canberra, wherever our mob were meeting. And it was a political issue, that man was involved and on the forefront all the time. So thank you for the beautiful memories and for the legend of the man. And he, his legend will grow as you all learn more about a man, a giant that walked amongst you. My reason for coming was his funeral. I'm also very proud today to stand with you mob here in this great southern city. I think of all the communities and all the struggles and the battles we lead across this country, you mob rock. Black and white, you are a demonstration to this country of how it's supposed to be. Our people know what the history is. We know what the situation is for our mob. We have our leaders. We chose them a long time ago. They were born. They were created by this vile, racist system that 
makes its money out of turning us against each other, creating division in the community, when all, all that we have ever sought is unity and one voice for our mob to tell this government, this country, we've told them many times, but one more, we'll get the band back together, as they said in the Blues Brothers. This is our land. It's always been our land. It will always be our land. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of generations of our people born and died peacefully on our land before the white virus came. And it is a virus, and it was and is in, as insidious as the chicken pox they introduced to us here. It will kill you if you let it. The virus is called racism. The virus is a sickness that makes people think they're better than other people. By virtue of money, stolen wealth, stolen gain. We all stand the same way, we all sit the same way, we all shite the same way. Nothing different about us. Our difference is our place and our time. This is our place. And this is our time. We've seen the governments of many persuasions, whether they be Labor or Liberal, sell us out and do it in the most cruel fashion they can imagine. Now I'm here with a young woman that got grown up in the movement like I did, my children did more so than me. And she's called Lydia. And she's taken a new direction for our mob. If you want to trust in a political party, at least trust one that hasn't stabbed you in the back before. So let's all have a go at creating a new political voice on this landscape and let our people come to the forefront of that voice. We'll be the Black Greens, I don't care, whatever you want to call it. We are the owners of this land, we are the caretakers of this land, we are the custodians of all you survey here, the magic, the secret, sacred sites, all of it belongs to us. You can have a part in it, you can play your role, but don't come here and tell us you know more than us or better than us, especially about this place especially here. This country is steeped in blood, our people's blood. It's time to clean the wound, and that means cleaning out the viruses that keep reinfecting us, whether you call them politicians, I don't care. To me, they're traitors to a cause that is just and true. Our land, our people, our lives mean something. For you people to come out here in the numbers you have today, you justify. You are the reason that gives us voice into the tomorrows. Your support. You have the battle. We know where we're going. We know what we're doing. The battle is in white Australia. And whether they will keep being deniers of the truth or they will eventually come to learn the only way you can stand on your own two feet and be proud is to embrace the truth and not 
deny history, learn from the mistakes of history, and then we can go on and build a land we can truly call our home for all of us. Thank you, Annie Jenny. It's really deadly that, and we're so lucky to have so many legendary black people here with us today. With Uncle Gary Foley and Annie Jenny Munro. Like, I feel so lucky that we've got them here to speak at this rally. So you should all feel really good like that you've got them here. So, um, next up, we've got another sister who's visiting. Um, here we go, sissy, Gwenda. Hello, Melbourne. raised for this shit. We are not going nowhere. Today you see my shirt. Today I'm going to tell you a story about Kevin Henry. Kevin Henry is locked up in the Capricorna Correctional Centre in Queensland. For 26 years this man is laying in jail for a crime he did not commit. Henry is 
serving time over his sentence in Rock, Rockhampton Capricorner Correctional Centre. He was put there because of his Aboriginality and because the victim of this horrendous murder was also Aboriginal. Linda was sadly lost her life in Rockhampton. Was a 36-year-old Aboriginal woman who never received justice. Police officers did not do their job properly because she was an Aboriginal woman. And we've seen in Australia that the lives of Aboriginal women are devalued and seen as worthless. Kevin Henry has spent 26 years in this jail for this crime. One he did not commit, neither he or Linda has received their justice. During those long years in prison, Kevin has been left traumatised. He has been tortured and denied adequate health care. Pleas of innocence have gone ignored by the powers that have kept him there. I am here today because the invasion has continued. It continues every day. Innocent Aboriginal men and women like Kevin Henry are let down by the system. This is what Australia celebrates on January 26. Kevin Henry has spent 26 Christmases and New Year's behind bars. Like the truth of history, they hide their atrocities behind the veils of secrecy. They lock our people up so we cannot make a noise. But I am here making a noise for Kevin, who cannot be here today. It is up to every one of us here today to continue to fight, and I hope that next year, this year, Kevin will be here to join us. If you want to help Curtin's fight, go to the Curtain podcast by Martin Hodgson to read about the case and help in any way. Bullet points about this case you might want to change or mention is that Linda was found murdered on the banks of the Fitzroy River on September 1st, 1991. She was a proud Aboriginal woman who was at the forefront of early childhood education and was ahead of her time. She had four sons and a large, loving extended family. A few years before, her brother had died in a brutal death in custody, and his death was one of, the, one of the 99 investigated by the Royal Commission. He never received justice. Linda has been brutally assaulted and then put in the river. Kevin was convicted of her murder, but we have found a large body of evidence that show he is innocent, including title records that do not support police allegations, no DNA tying him to the crime, he had an alibi. A number of witnesses changed their statements after being pursued by police. A detective investigating the case admitted he wants to get a black for a black. This man is now owning real estate in Brisbane, people. His name is Ant. What a lying cunt. A coerced confession where Kevin has denied legal representation despite asking for it and where the tape was turned off three times each time after Kevin changes his story. Kevin also says that a detective held his gun to his head and for him to confess, otherwise he would be dispossessed at top of Mount Archer. Police did not follow up other leads. Once they had their confessions, they went to the work to building a case against Kevin. Even though there was no case, the conviction was almost based entirely on the forced confession. Three buried witness statements have continued have pointed to other perpetrators who committed the crime. A reason why this is case is virtually unheard is because Linda was an Aboriginal woman and the lives of Aboriginal women are continually undervalued in a racist society. This justice system has let her and Kevin down. This is a huge miscarriage of justice. I ask you to email Yvette Darth, the Attorney General of Queensland, to release 
Kevin Henry. Everyone, raise your fist. Justice for Kevin. Justice for Kevin. Justice for Kevin. Justice for Kevin. I'd like to say thank you to War for inviting me down here. And as we've spoken over the last couple of days with Mariki and that, we are not new to this movement. We've been sold out. There was 20 years of silence, but believe me, we're back. No, I don't know more. We're not shutting the fuck up. We'll be back. Yellow. So hard, we've been working so hard at school. 
applause, young people. Thank you. Now, uh, I want to acknowledge one of my deadly sisters about to come up here. Her name's Ruby. And she, let me tell you, she's the smartest person that I've ever met in my entire life. Smartest woman you're ever going to meet. Here she is. Come up here, Ruby. Come up. Thank you. Um, first off, I would like to pay my respects and acknowledge that we are on stolen country. Um, I would like to also extend that acknowledgement and acknowledge all of our allies and all of the people who have come out here today. And you know who you are, all the non-Indigenous mom who are here in this crowd. Thank you so much. Thank you, honestly. And I wrote a little something. It's a little bit of a letter. It's a little bit of a letter to White Australia who has decided to celebrate today. I don't know why you're celebrating. There's nothing to celebrate. Yeah. All right. So to Dear White Australia, hope you're listening. Dear White Australia, you have no right to decide what should and shouldn't offend me when even the smallest act of resistance against your oppressive agenda can offend you. Where a Muslim woman's attire can offend you. Where the love of two men and two women can affect you. Or when a great tennis player who chooses not to celebrate with you can offend you. You have no right to tell me to get over it. It's in the past when you celebrate and when you mourn all those soldiers who fell at Gallipoli. How is that any different from me and my mob standing here in this crowd mourning, reminiscing of the people that we have lost? Waterloo Creek, Northwest New South Wales, marks a place of mourning, of shame and pain. 40 people died after mounted policemen ordered by the colonial government attacked a camp of Camilleroy people. A surprise attack. And when they went home, back to Sydney, they were hailed as heroes. Why are they heroes? For killing our people? You should not be of water. You should not be celebrated for killing a person. You should get your justice. You should be in jail. Your so-called celebration, your so-called day of celebration was built on the colonization of my people. You celebrated the massacre, celebrated the dispossession of land and freedom of my ancestors. You reacted, reenacted the settlement and brought in Aboriginal people. Shame. And even though you do not celebrate, what happened then? Now, it is what your so-called Australia Day was built on. It was built on this. Australia Day, and it's not just Australia. Your national day was, was built on colonization of my ancestors. This day was the beginning of racism, the beginning of injustices, murders, more massacres, the beginning of torture and abuse of Aboriginal children, the beginning of the stolen generation. our issues under the rug, not bothering for debates, but arguments and avoidance. 
Your prime minister is a coward who wants to avoid it and not talk about it and not have debates and not have an honest discussion. <laughs> he says that he's disappointed in anyone who chooses not to celebrate today. Well, you know what? I am disappointed in every single person that chooses to celebrate Australia Day. Because you're choosing to celebrate the death of my people, my family, my friends and my family. Always was and always will be. Aboriginal land, thank you. What a sweaty old day this is, hey? Yeah. My name's Celeste Little, I'm an Arundel woman. Yeah. One year ago, I stood up on a truck very much like this and I said, you know, I reckon we've gone and surpassed the official Australia Day parade that they're holding on down the road. Yeah. When I said that, I was bullshitting. I didn't expect it to be completely true. I didn't expect there to be 50,000 people to get out on the street and march against the celebration of our genocide, and yet there we were. Well, from someone who has had the same vantage point at the end of both of these last two rallies, I say we surpassed it. I say that there is at least 60,000, but I was saying 3 million before. And I hope that the media runs with that one. We have come towards the last part of our rally today. To finish up, we're going to be marching down towards the Share the Spirit Festival. I'd like to thank everyone who has come out today, stood up for justice, stood up for truth, stood up for Indigenous sovereignty, stood up for our rights, and stood up for a fairer future. One last point before we move up. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You heard the voices of Arnie Jenny Munro, Gwenda Stanley, Aretha Brown, Ruby and Celeste Little, speaking at the Melbourne Invasion Day rally held on Friday, January 26, 2018. And that's all we have time for on today's program. Women on the Line is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR. The show is funded by the Community Radio Foundation and distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week. <laughs>